Warriors Live Podcast 2022, Episode 3. I'm Will Evans, back for the third time in a week, but for the first time with my uh, usual co-host, Brad Larking. I did one with Nick Tedeschi, season preview. People were like, yeah, that, that was all right, uh, but, you know, where's, when's Brad coming back? Got Cameron George on a couple of days later. Like, yeah, 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 that's, that's fine, but where the fuck's Larking? Um, so I had... I, we had a bit of a dispute over paying conditions. Finally, uh, a week later, I've with uh, signed, sealed, and delivered him. Brad Larkin back for 2022. How are you, bro? I'm good, mate. And I think it what the tipping point was that um, social media post of Tracy not happy about me not getting a run and sort of bad mouthing you on social <laughs> media, like like the whole sort of the Ricky Stewart thing that's going on at the moment. Something similar happened with Trace. So. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Live from the Dude Ranch in sunny Dunedin. Yeah, so you moved in just before Christmas. A uh, bit of a – didn't really hear yeah. a lot from you for a couple of months there. I was, was a little bit worried. Thought you were a bit off me. But um, just ran – I st- went to ground, mate. I went to ground. But um, life's all good. Um, oh, we're going good already. Going good already. A bit of yeah. dead air. A bit of dead air. A bit of dead air. <laughs> no, um, life's good. Back to the real world, though. Been uh, – First week back at a proper job in a year, actually working for clients into the real world. And God, I'll tell you, Monday was tough, but it's getting easier as the week goes on and I'm sort of easing back. We've worked out all, we just need to do 20 hours a week and that feeds the kids and covers the power bill. So that's, that's, <laughs> all, we got. that's, all, that's all we need, a bit of grub and a light. So <laughs> maybe you can dial it back into it and see how we go. Dial it back to 15 hours a week and you can, like, watch my sky, like, through FaceTime or something like that. Yeah, have, um, can I have your password? Can I have your password on my sky? And then, yeah, I'll dial that back and then I might need your Spark Sport. <laughs> um, and do you have a PlayStation login? I don't. <laughs> but otherwise, how have you been, homeboy? Yeah, good. Good, mate. Um, uh, finally, yeah. I, I feel like I'm finally... Excited. I was a bit worried about myself, my lack of enthusiasm for the for the season ahead, uh, both overall and the Warriors. I've been accused of being a bit negative on Twitter, actually, and I'm a little bit annoyed that you haven't come to my let to my defence on the old socials there. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a social person. I keep when I look at that Twitter thing. It's got I got that little red dot. And it's got like 84 notifications <laughs> written there. It's like. It's just too much, too much for me. I just, I don't reply to a text, let alone trying to keep up my profile on social media. But um, no, I haven't been to your defence. Have you been negative, have you? Oh, no, well, just... It's been hard not to be, hasn't it? Two taxing, pretty taxing seasons. Yeah, particularly last year. We can, you know, touch on that soon. Um, but yeah, I've just, I've copped a bit of stick for, Fonzie's uh, put a few, few into my ribs, just, uh, I know he's kind of half joking, but there's a little bit of truth to it as well. And he's, you know, taking a few jabs about my negativity. So, but on the way home, I've just uh, been out and about and I listened to Fonzie's podcast last night and I actually started to get real fired up. It's week one. Sean Johnson's back. Oh, nice. I can shelve my, uh, I guess, scepticism about Nathan Brown now and just get behind the boys and I'm I'm pumped. It was like a flick of the switch actually. What about yeah, so Fonzie's already back into it too, is he? Mm. 
he's had a few quality, quality, quality uh, a, content out. Yeah, he's had a few episodes um, with guests as well, none of which have been us. So, um, <laughs> haven't heard from, haven't heard a whisper. I thought he just spent the summer going around pubs kicking jukeboxes. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, Fonzie's just keeping the flame burning out of it. Nah, I, I was the same as you. I can fully understand. I was exactly the same as you, man. I just I couldn't deal with rugby league for a long time after last season for whatever reason. I don't, I don't think it was a terrible season, but I don't know. I, was, I didn't have any excitement for it. But last couple of weeks, Super League, it's quite good Super League starts a couple of weeks early, so that gives you a taste and you know yeah. you're going to get better in the NRL. So, yeah. So, um. No, but now I'm I'm ready for a game of footy. Oh, I think I am. I hope I am. Yeah, you probably watched more of, tri- of the trials than I did. Um, how did did that sort of whet your appetite a bit? And the trials have got so much hype now that they're all on TV. Yeah, I did. I did watch a few games actually, and I watched a few of the women's NRL. Geez, that women's NRL is a quality viewing, man. Yeah, that is. That's winding the clock back defensively. Um, fifteen years in a row. Fifteen years ago, those hits. It's amazing. In the women's, you know, I love in the women's in a row because the wingers are still very slight and fast, but the the forwards, uh, there's some big humans in the middle there, and they are just smashing those poor little blonde girls with the braids on the wing. They are getting eaten up by someone with short back and sides in the centre. But uh, far out. It's a that's a good comp. I love watching the women's NRL. The standard outstanding. Uh, sort of that eighty meter solo try by one of the Newcastle players the other day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the quality is right there. It's it's a real. It's a awesome product. A real rare product. That game. Um, watch watch some trials. Watch a couple. I don't know. I caught the Charity Shield. I thought the Dragons. Dragons as much as I hate. I. It's about vomiting in my mouth saying this. They're looking like a bit of a, a smoky for me. Not to not to take out, but they've got some good young players coming through and some likable players to get behind them, that's Sloan and the likes. Uh, there are opponents this weekend, so we'll obviously run through their squad. Um, yeah. And check out Fonzie's uh, podcast that dropped yesterday. He's got uh, Dino the Dragon on um, on that one as a guest to get, give a bit more of an insight into the... The Dragons, some interesting stuff there. Good to hear what some someone that follows the Warriors as closely as Weta or Fonzie does. Um, talking about the Dragons, good to get. Was that who Dino is? Yeah, for fair oh, dinkum Aussie. Dino's yeah. the Dragons, Fonzie. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good listen. Go and check it out. Also, while we're plugging, before I forget, go and check out our rugby league writers, uh, Jason Oliver and. I think it's Oscar Panifex. They've put in ridiculous amount of work uh, previewing every club. Uh, the Warriors one just dropped the other day. Very insightful. They they analyse the game um, like Fonzie does. So it's basically like like uh, reading what uh, our our Fonzie talks. Um, you know, very analytical and it's great stuff uh, for the hard out rugby league fans to so go and support those guys. Um, Where was that again? I caught the uh, rugby, rugby league writers. Yeah, so what's the yeah, rugby league writers.com. Um, you can yep. get behind them full access for an absolute pittance per month. So don't be a tight ass. Go and support those fellas. Um, 
we're coming to you 2.30ish on a Thursday, the day of the first NRL game of the season. Um, but we're, I think we've earned a beer, Brad. We've worked hard all week, mate. It's not too early, is it? Yeah, it's definitely beer o'clock. What are you? What's keeping you company? Well, we've got to plug these beers because sooner or later there might be some maggot that works for one of these companies going, hang on, hang on, hang on. We could, these are a couple, a couple of blokes. I, I wouldn't mind getting behind. We, we should get them behind these blokes. So we've just got to try and just throw these out there. Little hooks, little bait, little bait. So what do you got? What are you rolling? Um, today, this is sort of a, a reasonably frequent one, the Max Ultraviolet low-carb pale ale. Because mm. um, normally low I... Carb, low carb. Well, yeah, like I pound a lot of um, hazies and I'm worried about my figure. Figure I need to put in a bit of uh, low carb, low carbon to my diet just to. You know, have so you pre- ever seen one of those? Ha- have you ever seen a hazy in the nude? Like yeah. in, a, in a glass, a beer, I, like beer arsed in a glass? Yeah, I quite often pour it out into a glass. They look heavy. They look, <laughs> it looks like a lot to have inside you, doesn't it? It's cloudy, it's milky, it looks chunky. It's like a pithy orange juice. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. If you're looking after your waistline, I'll be avoiding the old hazy. But, yeah, no, um, so I'm, I'm, I, I smash the hazies too much. I'm, I can't go near them. But I, what I'm rolling, anyone near from Boundary Road, is the laid-back lager. And I'll tell you, on a, on a 21-degree Dunedin summer's day, Sit in the sun in your media room in your newly built house of four and a half acres just out into Dunedin. I like a laid back lager. So yeah, that's what I'm rolling. But what I'm, what I what 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 the sound, what you can't see via the podcast is the fact that I'm in this little room on the side and sitting in front of a window and it's probably 80 degrees in this room, but it's so windy that I can't crack a window. <laughs> And I'm sweating like an absolute demon here. I'm on a leather lazy boy, and the backs of my legs are sticking to the seat. Hopefully the squeaking in that. It's not me passing wind. It's just my thighs peeling off this leather seat. But anywho, that's the beer review for the week. We'll be so back next the, week. Just for the uh, for the layman, uh, how does the laid-back yeah. lager compare to, say, an export gold or a Stein lager? Oh, Oh, there's no comparison. And I was a big Green Grenade fan. I was massive on the Stein Grenade for a long time. This layback, if you're thirsty, you can smash two of these in no time. It's just delicious. Absolutely delicious. That's simple. What do they call it? Refreshingly simple. And that's, I tell you, that's exactly what it is. Does it have a bit of character still? No, there's not much. No, it's a lager. It's a lager. It's a, you're thirsty. You're yep. not there to... You're not there to friggin' pick apart hops and malts and da-da-da. You're there to get a beer in you. But that's what I'm up to. Just on the hazy, I just like a good fruity one at the moment, and I'm really into the Stoke um, hazy, if anyone from Stoke. Stoke? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're a bottle, though, eh? Well, no, you can get them in the cans as well. Can you? Yeah. Okay, because I'm, st- I'm strictly cans only. I yeah. don't drink bottled beer. It's Strictly cans only. Um, yeah, so was I. I balk at a bottle now as well. Yeah, I've got. I've had people leave bottles of beer here from New Year's, and they're just on the shelf in the pantry. It's like, I'm not drinking that. It's in a glass bottle. What do you need to do, Will? You're, you're pacing. You're something, okay. so my, something catching the eye. My dog, my lunatic dog, uh, will 
Dan there uh, looking at dust particles in the sun, and uh, mm-hmm. it'd sit there for ages, and then periodically she'll jump up and down and stamp with her two front feet on it, and she's making a hell of a racket, so I'm just going to go and... You're going to go boot her up the arse. Give it a big big kick up the arse, Will. Dogs, we're going to dog. Dogs, they're only out of that little beast. We've got a pug, 13 years old now, and all he does is sleep... All he does is sleep for about 23.5 hours a day and lick his feet. For the half hour he's awake, he just sits there licking his feet, and it's the worst. It's like hearing someone. Do you know? Do you hate hearing someone eat? You know, that saliva mashing in someone's mouth? That's yeah, what that. his licking his feet's like. So the half an hour he's awake, I'm telling him to shut up. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, we've padded there. We've padded that little yeah, bit of uh, and we'll get back into some rugby league. Yeah, it is a Warriors podcast after all, so we may as well yeah. chat about them. Um, I guess, first of all, just a general, how are you feeling about the season? What's your sort of high-end hope for us? What's your worst fears, potentially? I'm gun-shy. I'm gun-shy. A couple yeah, of seasons. Um, one thing that I was keeping an eye on, and... He's not the biggest mastermind in the game of rugby league, but Mark Guy is. I was keeping an eye on his Triple M, how he thought the table would fall, and I was I was actually quite happy with the Warriors. Someone someone in the know having the Warriors around that ninth position. Yeah. I'm hoping we. I'm hoping we can. I reckon sixth would be an epic. Fifth or sixth would be epic at this stage after the last two seasons we've had. Eighth, ninth, tenth, I think. That's on paper where we are, but who knows? I thought they looked pretty sharp. That game against Melbourne, they they were linking quite well, and they looked like be a couple of combinations going. That that try where Walsh put um, CHT under the post, that was pretty sharp and crisp. That I think it was the was, other way around, actually. CHT. Oh, was it the? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, no, you did right. But that uh, was sharp. That yeah, looks real sharp. And there was a couple of moments like that during that game where they look super sharp. So anything could happen. I'll just i be pretty fucked off if we ended up 12th or lower. Yeah, and there's not too many people backing us to finish that low. I've seen quite a few eights with us in eighth. Uh, it seems to be yep. sort of us, the Titans and the Sharps, to fill those last two spots in the eyes of a lot of people. Everyone's yep. seen the same top six uh, as last year. And... Yeah, there seems to be a, a bit of noise around the Dragons after their charity shield went after, as you yeah. discussed. We'll go through them. I'm still pretty low on the, the Dragons. Um, yeah, you just hate Hook, though, don't you? Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> I, it was, I never really had a problem with him until yeah. he got people started pushing his barrow about being a, you know, a good get for the Warriors. A great coach. Yeah, and, and yeah. since then I've just... I'm just I'm death riding him. Well, probably kind of. I just think I don't. I the, the, it's a nervy game for me. First up, the Dragons. Because I think uh, looking at them one through to seventeen, they're pretty well balanced now. All of a sudden, Lomax, Hunt, that other little gun half they've got coming through. Yeah. Got, uh, yeah, just it's it's quite a well balanced team and a couple of just young fellas with that youth. So, oh, yeah, it's a nervy one first up, but it's a good one first up. It's a yeah. one to see where we're at. Absolutely. Um, now, we're going to uh, do our little band segment that we talked about, or do you want to 
put that to the oh, end. Let's roll some footy for a bit. I will put yeah, that at the end. Right, 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 the end right, and then. Right, right. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, while I'm bringing up a few things, just wanted to get your thoughts on the Dylan Walker signing last week. Bit out of left field. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, true. I forgot about that. I'm happy with that. And I reckon that signing is off the back of him hanging around with a few boys in that uh, Mary All-Stars team. Possibly. I, think, I think he might like the culture the culture and that, with yep. hanging around with the lads, likes the feel of it and thought, and it might not have been the only, but it might have made the decision easier to, for, like, to relocate to New Zealand and to hang around with that culture a bit more. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. People were off it. He is a bit of a dirtbag, but we've had they've it. always like Brett Seymour. He was a dirtbag, and he kept his nose clean over New Zealand. It's under the microscope in Sydney is a bit different. Yeah, we've got a um, you know, and also by the way, not condoning some of the uh, more uh, no DV sort of things he was wrapped up in, of course, but um. You know, the Warriors do have a history of of giving guys like that a lifeline. Matt Lodge, obviously, and he hasn't put a foot wrong since he joined us. Uh, the less said about potentially chasing Jack DeBell and the better. But, uh, I mean, you know, the yeah. Warriors obviously back them, do their due diligence, and it's not like they're going to uh, get any credit. Not many Warriors, not many Warriors during their time at the club get in the shit, do they? No. Oh, okay. Who was the last one when they're playing? Like Manu, poor bugger, went off the rails. That's after, after but the thing. But what the only thing that in the last decade, really, the only mm-hmm. thing has been the um, the energy drinks and sleeping pills fiasco of 2016. Uh, where yeah, that was with the Kiwis, wasn't it? No, no, that was after Anzac Day, and they got hammered, and then uh, oh. then Manu and I think maybe I can't even remember who was involved. Harrell was there, but uh, there's a few others, and they all got dropped, and then we actually beat the Dragons. Um, but, yeah, we haven't had too many uh, too many people, too many players that have made really bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're on. idiots. We are idiots. Who's um, facing suspension for the, or was two games, but now one game for cocaine on the Gold Coast? Walsh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're idiots. Yeah, no, we're all our boys. Are just, yeah. <laughs> we're those That's right, old Walsher. Uh, well, I will strike. say, I will say, you know, uh, I can almost guarantee there is oh. eighty to a hundred NRL players that, that were like, oh no, thank God that wasn't me, because it could have been. So many, and and. Anyone that knows about the game a little bit knows that all the lads are into it because it's something they can have fun with that's out of their system super quick. And they uh, it's like you can't get tested for that on a Monday. Like you, like there'd probably be a lot of guys that um smoke would like to smoke weed casually, but that thing lingers in your system. Yeah. So you can't do that. So that's why the cocaine is the co- the cocaine <laughs> is such a popular popular drug. You know what I mean, though. Like, there's reason. Like, these are still these are still 22, 23 year old lads with a bit of money in their pocket now. Far out. Not that we're condoning that they go out and do it, but it's just a no. it's the it's reflective of society. And as Rick James, God, I remember when yeah. I was twenty three. When I was twenty three, I was buying twenty five dollar 
zigzag wrapped up sachets of horse tranquilizer from <laughs> mate's older brother. And it's like, because you're 23, you, you're doing, it's a, it must be tough for these kids. Like trying to trying to be professional from such a young age. I guess your party time is when you're 35 yeah. to 40 then, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, any, anywho. Just while we're hovering around this unplanned tangent, if um, <laughs> if party pills for Australian listeners are yeah. not realised, but we had a pretty bizarre product um, that was over the counter, basically like speed, I guess, or way worse than any illegal drug because they hadn't had time to be tested and made illegal, so they were just uh, jumping in front of three, probably five years. Yeah, it was, it was uh, out of it. Yeah, and, and uh, you were working, you were working in a music shop back then, and you used to get all the people showing new product and getting freebies all the time. Correct? Yeah, um, yeah, I gobbled a lot of that stuff down. It was terrible for you, but it was because yeah. it was legal. You just because it was legal, you'd done it, and yeah. that's the basic property. And that was God, the hangovers. <laughs> You could just open one eye, eh? And it would hurt to move your eyeball around your skull. But, but I remember that stuff. The basic, the basic, we are not talking much about rugby league. But anyway, the basic thing in that was BZP. And that's what the um, horse tranquilizer or wormer, that to yeah. worm cattle. Wormer. Yeah. So on the West Coast growing up, it was called wormer. And you get... It would be wormer would be tipped into a zigzag paper and wrapped into a little ball, and you'd eat the zigzag paper. And I remember a mate that went on a Easter weekend, big weekend, went on a bender, and all he had was he had a dinner Thursday night. <laughs> this is this shouldn't be broken, but anyway, <laughs> he had dinner Thursday night, and he was around at our flat on Saturday. Didn't eat Friday, just on the wormer. Didn't eat Friday on Saturday. Had a jube. You know, one of those sugar-coated lollies. Yeah. Had a singular jube <laughs> on Saturday. Went to use the facilities and had a dump on Sunday. And all he shat was zigzag papers and then had dinner Sunday night. <laughs> oh, oh, so you, yeah. so oh, when it actually hit the shelves, you were you were actually quite conditioned to it then. <laughs> Been there, done it, mate. Been there, done it. I was off it. I was on to the next new thing. Kept me and Kenny in because CDs were on their way out, but uh, party pills were keeping it afloat. But the point being, because it was legal, everyone was doing it. Mm. Every single person, because they thought it was safe. Where I where I was going to go with that is, do you think that footy players, if something like that was available, that they'd be into it? It's probably not enjoyable enough. Oh. And it, and it would actually ruin you for days. Yeah, like you wouldn't be able to get. Be there'd to be no, there'd be no way to recover in time. Yeah, but oh, yeah, these lads, they're out. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for them sometimes. Young young lads with money. A lot of them aren't from wealthy backgrounds either. They've never really had a lot of money. Like your typical, like rugby league. It's rugby, really. That. The rugby game, it's got a bit of money and usually wealthier families. The rugby is always, it's the working class, well, traditionally, isn't it? So, But then uh, rich, uh, you know, boys from rich backgrounds love drugs like cocaine as well. But also wherever you're, you know, and wherever you're coming through, you're going to have mates who are living normal lives and being able to yeah, do what they yeah. want. 
And it's and yeah. a, every every one of your mates not a rugby league player, are they? Yeah, and, and they're just doing the normal thing, and you know, it's uh, it's tough. tough. We're not condoning anything, misbehaviour, and all that, but it's definitely understand the uh, the pitfalls. You got to respect those young fellas that do just nothing and but can. Straight, yeah. Yeah, far out. Like, that's pretty impressive. But oh well. Um, how did we get to that rugby league? Uh, Talking about things. Warriors, are we going to preview the game? May as well. Uh, mm. We'll just run through the uh, first teamless Tuesday of the year, shall we? And that'll be yeah. a season preview um, yep. from us. As haphazard as it probably will yeah. be, if the first 20 minutes or so is any indication. Um, Brownie has named his first team. Um, yep. A few surprises in there. Probably not surprises from trial uh, selections and, and that sort of thing, but certainly not the, the team that we thought it would, would have got trotted out if we were talking yep. a couple of months ago. Starting at fullback, Chanel Harris-Tavita, uh, better known as a half, um, obviously, playing his first yep. hour and fullback. What do you reckon? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, perfectly fine. And if it adds another string to the kid's bow, go for it. It's out of it that... Waitini Zelizniak isn't back there straight away with a bit of wing cover on the bench still. But um, I'm happy with it. And defensively, geez, fullbacks need a bit of defence in them these days and need to be putting their body in the line. And I reckon he's pretty, he's a pretty good pick. Yeah, I mean, as a goal, as a goal line defender, he's it's probably going to be an upgrade from Walsh. Walsh is targeted a bit on the on the line. Harris Devita is yep. fantastic one on one defender. Um, I think. As a backfield defender, if there's a line break made, he might he might get caught out. I'm worried about it. He hasn't really had much experience under the high ball at this sort of level, so he was bound to get peppered by Ben Hunt this weekend. Um, bit of a concern there. The ball playing factor is, it, and Fonzie breaks this down really well. It's you know obviously Brown. We've got Walsh, who is a great ball player. Uh, we're picking a, a ball playing fullback to replace him. Whereas Dallin, who has played six tests for the Kiwis, he's captain the Kiwis from fullback, won a test against Australia as a fullback captain, um, left him on the wing. Um, but he's not a ball player. Like, I mean, he's, yeah. he's strong carries. He's, he'd be far better in that respect. I'm worried about how Chanel's going to go there. But, um, yeah, kept Dallin on the wing. Uh, this is this is a point that, that really grinds Jason Oliver's gears. Uh, Brownie said he didn't want to disrupt. I think he said this that he didn't want to disrupt Dallin's combinations on the edge by having him out of of the wing position for one game. Now he's played six tests for New Zealand, forty plus games as an NRL fullback. If he can't last one game, his combinations, then he shouldn't really be in the NRL. So it's baffling. Um, fullbacks, are, fullbacks, a bit of a hybrid position now, though, isn't it? You've got to be a bit of a 5'8". You've got to be a bit of a fullback. You've got to be a bit of a defender. It's actually quite... A, mm. quite I, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that one not it's being there. It's a, yeah, yeah, I am too. Um, personally, I think that someone like Jesse Arthurs would have been a good option. He's played a bit yeah. of um, fullback yeah. in our own. And, um, I've been uh, talking him up. A lot of people just think he's going to be a, a fringe guy, which if... This team, this lineup's anything to go by with a couple of guys out. 
maybe is going to be, but um, I, I rated him as a as a good option at the back. Um, but yeah, Chanel to to be to not have really played fullback at any level is chucked there for the Maori multi all stars and made a really awesome line break. Um, so I'm yeah. surprised by his sort of long range pace too. Um, I think he might. Surprise. It's only one game, eh? Yeah, one but, game. I don't think we need to dissect that selection too crazily yeah. and done it. It's just one game. He's back there, and then hopefully he'll might. shift into that five eight position. Well, that's another point that we'll come to and talk about Cody, who's got the the five eight position, and and seems like he would have got the nod even if Reese Walsh was available this week. I hope that if Chanel has a great game on attack, particularly as a ball player, and Cody is, has a quiet Cody game, then we see Chanel in the, the six in round you, two. But who knows? Do you reckon Cody would have got the nod? Because I, I wonder if that's a part of the reason why they've got Chanel at fullback is the fact that they want to get him playing because next week he's going to be in that same team shifting to 5-8. Well, I don't know. I think that if Chanel was his first choice 5-8, I, oh, yeah, I that's not a bad shout. Yeah. I, th- I think they would have gone with that this week. Less disruption to your lineup, um, you know, by picking yeah, up other yeah, guys. Fair enough. But who knows? Because if you know, there's explanation about Dallin not moving back. Is anything to go by? Then yeah, who knows what's yeah. going on? I, I am, I am, I'm with you on Arthur's though. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of an Arthur's fan, and I liked him playing for the Bronx. So it's got a bit of Bronx about him. He's got something going on. Yeah, he has. He's got a bit to offer. He's cl- he's sil- um, silky skills. He can put a put someone away. I think. Um, I hope he gets a chance. I'm not. I'm. I'm fairly happy with this back line. If it, if it does, um, but I hope that Arthur's gets a chance ahead of a couple of guys such as Adam Pompey and particularly Ed Cossey. Ed, Ed uh, well, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to strike a deal. I've been on the phone to Salford trying to sort out a bit of a package deal over that way for Cossey and Pompey. So sort of keep, just watch this space. Watch this space, mate. I may, yeah, just trying to work out something here. But I'm with you. I'd put Arthur's in front of those two, especially trial form again confirmed that for me. Pompey, um, like uh, we're probably going to talk about the wingers next, but that centre, I'm so stoked that Vilea has that other centre spot this way. He was sharp. Let's talk about the centres. I'm um, a big Valier fan. Fonzie reckons he's a year off. Um, probably the only concern I have is he's played two NRL games. Rocco Berry's maybe 10 or even less and hasn't played a lot of you know, or rugby league um, aside yeah. from that. It's a very inexperienced that's not really appearing. I mean, they're on opposite edges, but still it's, it's an area to target. Um, I think they're both great players. I'd probably, I don't know, might have just gone for someone like Arthur's for a bit of experience and balance. So you're not, and it, the reason it concerns me this week is up against Moses Suley and Zach Lomax. I've had a look through all yeah. the tests. That's probably the last, the the least centre combination I'd want to, want them to go up against, especially in round one, uh, with their lack of experience. I mean, that's a that's a dangerous centre combo. Yeah, so, I'm not far. Well, Barry was going to be there from the start, and I, I know it's only one trial game against the Storm, but his defence looked pretty rock solid against the Storm. And Vilea, what we know what we're going to get with Pompey anyway. So, 
Is Pompey going to do any better against who? Um, who's going against who? Um, I think it will. Be, I'm not 100 percent sure. Who would Violia be up I, against? I, I think Sully? it's I think it's Barry and Sully and Lomax and Violia. Jeez, that try that um that Lomax set up in Charity Shield was all class. Right about him. He's a good player. Any uh, centre in the comp's going to struggle against Lomax, so it doesn't. It, yeah, like, no, it, no, I'm definitely neither happy. here nor there. Yeah, oh, I, I, um, I'd be furious if Pompey got the nod. Was, yeah, so would I. I'm, I'm happy to see him back on the wing where he was firing uh, the back end of 2020. Um, yeah. No problem with him there, but I think his days as a Warriors centre should be over, given we've got these other options at our disposal. I mean, I'd rather have Montoya in the centres than Pompey. Yeah, and how, how sharp did Montoya look in that? Yeah. Area? He looks like he's street stronger again. He's got a bit of strength to him, the wiry bugger. He's, he's all uh, cock and ribs, but geez, he's got some strength as well. He's he's uh, it's, it's a good uh, way to describe him. And he's talked up as having the best attitude in the squad. He's he's turning into a bit of a cult hero. Prove me wrong. I hated the signing, um, yeah. and he was he just played above himself last year. Still would the still. You know, 20 other wingers in the comp I could probably pick that I would want to have instead of him. But but he's doing nothing wrong to have him uh-huh. shipped out either. And Safi, you know, he's made a couple of bungles in his earlier games last year. And then he just was one of our most consistent players, certainly close to our most wholehearted. And, um, yeah, can finish. Finish a couple of tries against yeah. The storm and just uh yeah I'm on board with Montoya Dallin. What about rushing out of the line? He could have just about taken out the other the other winger on the other side of the ground. He rushed so far out. Dallin center. He he still Dallin's got, got a little bit to prove. Dallin yeah. has got a little bit to prove this year because especially if Arthur's sitting there, Arthur's would be quality out yeah. on that wing. Um, so Dallin's got some work to do, I reckon. He's got a bit of pressure on him. I feel like what the you know our sort of fan base that we interact with, or that interacts with with um, our socials and that sort of thing, uh, and you know guys like Fonzie, who's obviously their opinion we really respect. Dallin gets a free ride. I don't think he was that good. He started well with us. He had a couple of absolute howlers. He just uh, runs hard. He runs hard. Yeah, I don't I'll give him that. And. I think he's still a, got a brain explosion in him. And, yeah, and yeah. I think we saw it on a couple of occasions last year. So, but, you know, his energy, his um, work rate, superb. And, yeah, yeah, he is fairly dynamic. He did score a couple of good tries. So, hopefully, yeah. a bit of consistency from Dallin. Um, moving on to the halves. So, yeah, as we talked about Cody um, winning the race, it's interesting because, you know, he was playing off the bench uh, for the last half dozen games last year. People talking about as a, as a 14, before that sort of stretch um, at the end of the year, he'd only played off the bench for us a handful of times, started his last 25 or so games for the Broncos at, at halfback. Like, it's not like he's a classic utility that's been playing, yeah. you know, there for the last few years. So interesting to see him get the nod. They had, you know, they're putting an injured Townsend and, and a, you know, someone yeah. who they obviously didn't think was going to stay in the halves instead of him at the end of last year. Especially off-season chatter, him not wanting to go to somewhere else and not potentially not coming back this year. There was a little bit of chat. Yeah. But uh, I reckon this might be just last chance alone for Cody. 
first few rounds. So maybe you know, and all the better for us if uh, if being off contract sort of kicks them into gear. I I've been accused a, a couple of uh, probably some of my le- least favourite uh, followers on the Facebook page. Um, oh, oh. There's a guy really really tries to get stuck to me because he's a real big, big Cody fan. Um, and I thought he was fantastic in 2020. He just sucked last year. Um, I'm, I'm I wouldn't be surprised him. if either CHT or Cody are gone by June. Yeah, so Chanel's an interesting one uh, because there was the story about um, his manager shopping him around. Put that to Cameron George last week, and he said that the story was... Um, yeah, BS, and he said that there's going to be a retraction from Brent Reid, which I didn't actually see. So um, mm. who knows what the actual goal is there? But there is an offer on the table for Chanel. Who knows if it's satisfactory or not? But At he, the Warriors. Yeah, he uh, Cameron's uh, line was that Chanel wanted to wait till about round six, see thing how things are tracking. I guess see if he's in the team, how the team's going, maybe what other options are out there. But yeah. Um, you can't imagine someone like Chanel is going to just hang around no. to wait for an opportunity. So, but again, you know, if Nick Rama is flying, he's still not that old. Um, could be a could be a decent option. Um, you know, still I'll like keen, I'll, I'll be keen to put a KG or two on um, CHT and turn him into like a Surinan. Yeah, I With think that defense. If it, he's got the frame, it looks like he's got a frame that could carry another couple of KG. And turn yeah. him into a lock. I and he fights go, his way. I mean, he's pulled yeah. off the biggest Warriors hit of the year, three years running. Uh, <laughs> and he, yeah, he loves it. I can definitely see him being a ball playing. Just need him to stay um, injury free. That's yeah, that's true. Isn't that that's a... what people never, never don't talk often enough about is about how many actually games you get out of the kid a year. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think whoever gets the not, like, I looked at all three of them. CHT, Cody, and Ash Taylor. And you can just imagine all of them flourishing alongside Sean Johnson because yeah, you know, they were at that yeah. sort of senior half for, you know, Chanel hasn't at all, Ash Taylor hasn't really at all. Tyron Roberts is the most senior half he's played alongside, and Cody hasn't had it for a long time, um, you know, way back in his Broncos days. So whoever get, I think Sean's going to make whoever gets the, the gig. A bit of play, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I've st- it's awesome that Sean is back and wearing that Warriors jersey and going to run the ship. At, at hopefully, again, injury free. See how hopefully all that shit's passed him. He left all that at the Sharks, but um, so yeah. we um we couldn't believe our luck when the signing happened last year. It's probably yeah. most neither could he, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. um, was, we're very emotional about it. Then I've kind of haven't really thought about it too much over the summer. Um, I think that it's going to hit me like a thunderbolt on Saturday because <laughs> yeah. we didn't, didn't get to see him in the trials. Seeing him running back out there in a Warriors jersey and, and all his talk, he's just been so enthusiastic and positive. All the talk, uh, you know, Cameron said the other day that he, you know, he's a great presence around the club. I mean, seeing him run out there, it's probably going to be up there with the more emotional moments I've had as a Warriors fan, I think. Yeah, true. I, yeah, I, I haven't even thought too much about game day yet, just for my league 
just trying to get back into rugby league. What so? What time of day? New Zealand time. It's, it's seven thirty our time, so it's the, oh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, that's still daylight. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just quickly on on the uh, interview with Cameron George. Uh, oh, did you interview Cameron George? I did. Yeah. Um, CEO of the Warriors. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good get. That's a good get. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I did. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, no, hey, I just wanted to say good on Cameron for being really upfront about saying that, um, you know, he, he said to Sean that he could have handled the whole, his departure better and blah, blah, blah. There was no, you know, I've probably been a bit critical in the past of him, um, maybe sugarcoating what happened or trying to. Um, what did happen? So did it, what, what actually happened? I don't know. George, I wasn't keen on him. I, I, do, yeah, I don't know, I don't think we need to really okay. go over it again, but um, just the, you know, just to hear him say that it wasn't handled that well on both, on either side, which is probably the first time I've really heard that, um, yeah. and easy to say now that Sean's back, I suppose, but um, yeah, yeah, I got on, and 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 both sides are really super positive about it, and you know, Sean's back where he should be. Who knows what sort of um, you know, Sean version of Sean Johnson we're going to get because he hasn't finished uh, the last two seasons because of injuries. Particularly last year, he came in late uh, because of injury and then finished the season early with that Achilles. So, and we have, haven't seen him on the paddock since then, uh, which obviously a bit of a concern. Thirty-one years old now, um, and yeah, he was a little bit of an Iron Man until that um, broken ankle. Um, yeah. And then he and he came back and played every game in 2016 after that. But then since then he hasn't played. He's missed um, at least five games every season. So oh, hopefully we get a few out of him. Yeah. 20, 20 games out of him will be all good. Five yeah, games doesn't seem great. too bad. We do have depth there. Um, yeah. It's not like we're going to we see do. Tohu playing six or anything <laughs> like that. No. But seen in the past when um, we've had Blake Green out or whatever. Um, but, yeah. and Jack and Birchie were in the seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean obviously isn't the, uh, you know, individualist that we've seen in the past, but... I think there's still enough there that he's. It's not like he's totally lost. He's still got the instincts. He's not going to have the same pace, same, quite the same electric footwork. But I think we saw a few times from the Sharks at the Sharks last year. He still was able to, you know, get through the line himself. He's he's not. He's certainly not the slowest halfback running around by any stretch. And I think and each of those games he did play, he was still one of the best on park. He was doing all right in daily end points in that too, wasn't he? When he was. It went really well at the Dalian in 2020. Um, and, yeah, I think the 10 games he played for the Sharks last year, uh, coming back from a pretty serious injury, he went really well. So, and, and, yeah, obviously as a game manager, he's improved a fair bit. I think it was an underrated part of his game. I just I still think that fans' expectations or analysis of what he brought in that department back in, and probably, you know, the club hierarchy as well, Broaden that department when he was still there in 2018 is severely underrated because they lost their minds if he wasn't, you know, winning the game off his own bat when everyone else yeah, was diabolical around him. Um, um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, uh, great for him that he's coming back with the expectations that 
you know, he'll manage the team, steer us around the park, which he will do really well, and anything after that's a bonus. So, yeah, 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 that's good. That's I, I like that back line. I do yeah. like that. But the only the only question mark still on that five eights position. But give Cody yeah. Cody might go great guns with Sean there because he was the yeah I don't know. Who's up front? Who's up front first round? Uh, well, Matt Lodge is out suspended for the first round, so we've got a front row of Adam Fennell, Blake, and Bunty Afoa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I like this for Bunty, a chance to really cement a spot on the 17. And I don't know if maybe I'm off base here. This this might not be in the thinking at all, but you know, if um, if it's Adam and Bunty starting moving forward, and then when you're bringing Lodge and and Aaron Penne off the bench. You got more of a balanced, mm. you know. You know, we saw last. We year lost a little bit when Lodge and Adam went off. Yeah, not that they got to play that many Pace games. Changed. Um, no. but, yeah, you're and, right though. Maybe Lodge is better for that second hit, or just you know you're getting your replacement. Give a short, sharp first hit, and you, you know, uh, Adam and and Lodge have both got a nice passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, you so you're bringing on. For, you don't lose too much in that department. It's not like you yeah, just like for like. treat water until you can until Lodge and Fenua Blake have had a rest. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a lot to like about our rotation. We'll have Aaron Penne. I'm really excited about him. I think could yeah. be one of our best ever value for money buys. He's only played ten games for the Storm, but damn, he looks good. And some of his earlier Queensland Cup highlights. He's certainly not a straight up and down front row. He's He's actually pretty athletic, very big, um, and yeah, but just brings all the the qualities you'd want in a in a front rower too. Hooker Egan, I'm happy. He was playing sharp in the last season. Yeah, yeah, no, he had some good games there, and I think you know again another player that's probably going to improve. Yeah, with with Sean Johnson, um, all those changes to the spine can't have been. Can't did too well on on Wade last year, so yeah, uh, rookie Reese Walsh and all of that, and he did have some some good games and you know some not so good games, but definitely improvement last year, and hopefully we'll see him go to that next level that uh, some like Fonzie and Co uh, convinced that he will get to, and that we've been a bit skeptical of, but no, happy with him as our hooker, and hookers are thin on the ground, quality hookers at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. Happy with that. Um, it's interesting to see what how many sort of minutes he plays. We've got Jazz with obviously with Cody in the number six. Jazz is your um, dummy half. Um, I'd prefer to see Jazz not spend too many minutes there, and Bailey Serenum potentially as a, a dummy half. Well, Bailey, so so is Bailey in the seventeen as well. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get. We've still oh. got the back row to get through, mate. Oh, so who's the back row then? Who's the back row? So in the second row, Ewan Aitken, the converted centre. Uh, if I can give Brownie a rap, there's one of the masterstrokes to see that this was you know, a potential option for Ewan because it is quite the sea change, even though the role's probably not ridiculously different. But it's just a, it's a good fit for Ewan and it's a good fit for the Warriors because he was outstanding. At, um, he was, and we're not screaming at him anymore to pass to the winger because we're not expecting him to pass. Because he, well, he doesn't need to. Like, I mean, I know the seven yeah. with good uh, balls, because it's not as essential because you're not, you know, it's not stifling your winger. 
Um, and his work rate's great. His defence has been good in the second row. He's not he's probably one of the smallest second rows going around, but he really took to the to the role, and it seems like he's there to stay. He's a little nugget. He's a he's yeah. a little nugget of a man, and he can run eighty minutes, can't he? So yeah, and um, and he can if he gets into space, he's got genuine backline pace, and probably one of the other things which doesn't get talked about a lot, but I really like it for the. Um, contingency cover so if something happens to one of our backs in a game yeah you, true nice you've got a, a hundred and you know 150 odd um in our center that can yeah. go out there and do a really good job rather than you know shoehorning some what <laughs> really we've really been carrying a lot of fords that are not suited to like most clubs have a ford that can go can out and do a bit of both yeah, we've got that, so I really like that. Uh, on the other edge, Elias Katoa, so uh, kind of fell out of favour and a bit of second-year syndrome last year. Came came back at the end, though. Back towards the end, so... Um, and apparently been killing it over the off-season. I'm few still points. a big fan. He's, oh, he's, so dynamic. He's, he yeah. seems to be so teachable, that kid. He, he seems to take on board and learns... Because, like, Katoa's not... Really, hasn't played that much more rugby league than a Rocco Berry. Like, this no, is his yeah. third season of playing rugby league as opposed to that other foosball game that they play where they kick it out every two minutes. Was he a convert? I can't even really remember. I thought he was a rugby boy, rugby lad. But, in, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Of, if I had a Warriors jersey putting a player's name on the back, I'd be going to Katawa on the back. Um, yeah, uh, he could be, you know, as... He could fall off the map. If we've seen plenty of kids with that sort of talent not go on, but he also could be huge. And I think another one that's going to benefit from Sean Johnson being in the team. Yeah, he will. Sean what side's he on? Is he uh, on the same side as Shawnee? Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not that Where's good. Fonzie? Text. Um, give, yeah. Can you give Chris give Fonz a text? I'm just, uh, closing my eyes, trying to visualise the park. Um, I don't know. He's usually he. So Katoa usually plays right side, doesn't he? He plays on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson play. No, I think well, Aiken was a right centre, so maybe Aiken's on the right. I don't know. I can hopefully see Sean floating a bit and playing a bit of both sides, even though he's more the right side player. But Jeez, if we're going to do a podcast about rugby league, we really need to learn a little bit more about rugby league, eh? Nah. Do we? Do we? Or is it just no, semantics? Just, nah. We'll just direct people towards Fonzie. We're just a couple of blokes at the Lena talking shit, thinking we know everything about it. Yeah, uh, no, we'll just stick with that. Yeah. Who's good. Locke? Who's our uh, Locke? Uh, can, I just, can we just talk about the uh, Johnson-Katoa potential combination? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, um, Johnson kind of made Britain Nakora at Cronulla. Um, he's a great yeah. player, but, you know, would he have had the sort of uh, meteoric rise if he wasn't getting put through holes or, you know, half gaps by Johnson every two seconds. I think that's the kind of uh, role that Sean can play for Katoa if they are able to combine enough. Well, so, it's like that season that he had with Fusatoa too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Johnson makes other people look good. Yeah. Maybe yeah. better than they actually are too. Yeah. Who was the second rower that season that Fusatoa was at? Bodine Thompson. Because uh, even Bodine got over for a couple of tries off Johnson, didn't he? Uh, that was earlier, and he left by the Fossatua 23 try. Uh-huh. But it was 
uh, Harris. So it was that edge of Harris oh. and Fusatua, but he was, you know, he's making them all look better. Oh, that, on attack, that's that's sure. going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and it'd be good to see, you know, maybe a Warrior getting more than nine tries in a season. Yeah, double digits would be uh, out of it, wouldn't it? No, no, right, okay. I, I don't mind. Tangent. If... We're going to go on a tangent. Top try scorer for the year. The Warriors. Who? I don't know. I think it actually could be Reese Walsh again. Do you? Yeah. I'm, I'm going Marcella. I'm Matoya. Hmm. Right, so you're taking Walsh. I'll take Montoya. If either of those two. Yeah, so I think... The, t- the attack's going to favour the right side and Dallin's your right winger, I think. Um, I don't. I still think Montoya's going to get a, a pile of tries. I just don't, yeah. If it was Montoya on the right, I'd say he's in line for a 16-17 try season. Um, but in saying that, the you know, the two... Right, I, I don't care. I'm standing by it, Montoya. If Montoya okay. scores more than Reese Walsh, you owe me 40 bucks. Okay, sweet. Um, I think the Walsh... He'll, he'll rack up a bunch of try assists, but, uh, you know, feeding off Sean, but I also think Sean's going to put him in enough space to score a pile himself. Walshy, I think he'll... Um, yeah. Right, head to head, there's your first bet. We'll keep an uh-huh. eye on this shit. Yeah. Um, block, Josh Curran. So he, oh, of course it is. So he kind of exploded as, really exploded as a second rower toward, in the second half of last season. Um, outstanding on the edge, really busting through and a few try assists, a handful of tries himself. So, what do you think about him back at lock being? In the I like, I like, I like give him a bit of. It's a bit more roaming at lock, isn't it? You get, well, you get to play a bit more of the paddock. Maybe, uh, but you're also probably a bit more of a, a grunt, grunt guy. Work rate, yeah. lots of def, you know, doing a lot of defence. Probably won't. Probably won't see him as a um, as an attacking threat as much, running off the halves and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, so I heard it. it's got a little it's got a little thing popping out up here. Just, I'm just going to tidy up something from my end. Okay, no, you just because oh, I was saying earlier, like I've got a history of poor internet reception, and this year fans <laughs> and new fans and prospective fans and listeners to this warrior's life. I'm on rural internet, Ooh. so look out. We've got all I sorts of... so far, though. It's been better than average. Has it? Yeah. Has it? Oh, yeah. Not, because there's no kids at home on there. You yeah. wait till someone else fires up an iPad or jumps on a PlayStation. Shit, get... I'm sitting here some nights trying to play Warzone, and everyone's in the lounge surfing their phones. <laughs> I get out of my seat in quick time. Turn off your phones, I'll get my ass kicked in Warzone. But anyway, um, I'm back. Where were we on um on that? Oh, just on internet. So you know how I, you know how I complained about having to while well, you just, you know, went straight to bed after our evening podcast and I had to sit here waiting for my um waiting for the yeah. it was a good forty five minute process the whole whole lot before I could pack up. Yeah. So I switched to switch to fiber recently. The podcast uploads in about a minute. What, were you on copper or did someone oh, get a courier to come and pick it up? Just, just on broadband? But yeah, so. Is that right? Uh, no. We can't get fibre here. Or oh, we can, but we've got to quote 150k. 
<laughs> well, eat shit. Jeez, we're gonna need I'll a start fewer. running my own conduit up the road, mate. I'll feed that through myself. It might take me six months, but I'll I'll sort that out. Uh, you're not doing that. yeah, but um. So now we're we've got a little satellite, and it's such an eyesore. We've got this, like just to paint a picture, people. I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at a couple of mountain range. Then on, we've got this pole right out in front of our lounge, and I'm looking at now with this satellite dish just ruining the view. And it, at night, it's got this blue light on it that glows as well. So that's us. We're completely wireless to the satellite. And the other day, a neighbor, because he parked his car somewhere different on his section, he parked his car somewhere different. It blocked our satellite. So we had no internet. And I had to ring the neighbor and goes, could you uh, please shift that car, mate? Because uh, we're not getting our internet signal. But... um. It, that's that's it's funny though because like he parked the car there but our neighbor's got like 20 cars on his yard he's a mechanic and all the overflow is sprawling around his section and uh just hanging and all these other all these other people up here all the lardy dars that care about their perfect view and because they paid so much money are complaining about it but we couldn't care less <laughs> and the other day we, we heard the trailer rattle past and he's got like a car hoist just dumped in his front yard over there now. So he's got literally, without a lie, he's probably he's got five vans, his three RX-8 Mazdas, um, four other cars, and a car hoist just in his front yard. <laughs> it made you feel like you're back at home on the west coast, mate. Yeah, it's out of it. It's like ah. Fuck it, he's brought his he brought his piece of New Zealand. He can do what he wants with it. Yeah. But everyone else is trying to get us lobbying to get us <laughs> nah. get it tied get it tidied up. It's like nah. you're the, and you're the holdout. Let's start calling you a scat. Yeah. Oh, he's a mechanic, mate. One <laughs> yeah. day on Ted's motorbike's not gonna start, and I'm gonna have to ring old friggin' Michael Patel to come over and sort it. And if <laughs> I complain about his cars, Mikey's gonna tell me to run and jump. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm no. not as stupid as you look, my friend. <laughs> Uh, just while this that reminded me of a, a Warriors related anecdote, I'll just yeah. run through it. But when we used to live up um, Alpine Retreat in the yeah, yeah. mid nineties, uh, so so if you built don't know, a house up there myself. Actually, we built a house up there for your old man up Alpine Retreat, just by right. your old house. So it's, yeah, it's it's way up in the mountains, um, and yeah, geez, I, I don't even know what internet would be like there even now. Um, yeah, but even television reception was uh, was pretty bad. So when the Warriors were on free-to-air and there was a giant satellite dish up there that kind of serviced the whole subdivision. Yeah. And it was um, and it was by one bloke's house. You probably know him, but I won't say the He's name. He's been? No, no, no. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Jude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, okay. a bit of a, he's a bit of an eccentric. Anyway, for some reason there was some switch and you needed to flick the switch to watch tv3 this was the year that, that the warriors were on tv3 might have been the super league year yeah yeah um but if you flick that switch so you could get tv3 i think it messed with the other channels that the, the quality was, <laughs> and the quality was poor anyway but it was worse if the switch was flipped that you could receive tv3 and so you'd go to put tv3 on you wouldn't be able to get it because jude's gone and flicked the switch so man dad would jump in the truck and hone down there and flick the switch and 
burn back and watch the Warriors game. I'm sure we have had to go down like mid game to go and flick the switch back again and Jude and flick that. It's like that's um that's uh primitive, eh? It is primitive. <laughs> on the West Coast we never got T V three on the West Coast. We never got the Ninja Turtles and the Alex. Oh yeah, I was the same. When the Ninja Turtles were massive, we couldn't get um, no, we only had channel one and two, eh? Yeah, well so I lived in Northland and up in yeah. uh, Turukaka and and we, yeah, TV3, you could get it if you were up on a hill. We were down in the valley. I remember, I might have told this on the podcast before, but so the 91, the famous 91 series against Australia, the Kiwis against Australia, um, my old man like, went to his mate's place to, to watch the, the famous one where we yeah. beat them in Melbourne. Just raved about it. he was on floating on air. He's like, and I was nine at the time. He said we're not missing the next two, so he like hauled me into town on a school night for a nine thirty kickoff to watch it at my uncle's place in Tikipunga, in in town. And um, we got dicked by forty points in each game. But anyway, <laughs> part of their early rugby league education. But he said we're not missing another another TV three uh, play game. So we ran this. Um, is that what a conduit is when you run yeah, a conduit? Is, is the conduit's the pipe that the wire oh, yeah. runs in to protect the wire. Yeah. So we ran that up to my grandparents' place up on the hill. It was probably like 250 metres of pipe and ran a cable through it. And he said, you sit there at the other end, <laughs> wait for it to come through. It's this wave for ages, come, and it finally pops through and it pushes this giant wetter out. And it <laughs> <laughs> on my face. <laughs> Wetters yeah. are the most placid, scary motherfuckers in oh, the world, those things. Miniature little dinosaur or something. They are. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Speaking of Tutakaka, I just want to take a moment to give a give a young lady from up that region a shout-out on her birthday. Young Carol, oh, your yeah. mum. This your mum's birthday. birthday, birthday mum. Yeah. Uh, so mum turned... Mum, well, you can work it out yourselves, um, but she turned 36 on the day of the Warriors' first ever game. So it was her birthday, but we are sitting at home watching. We're watching the Warriors' uh, Warriors' historic first game on her birthday. Five, five plus 21. What's 5 plus 20? Well, we're 22 now, aren't we? Is it 22? I'll five plus, plus 20, 20, 27 plus 36. What is she? 61. Six, oh, 63. <laughs> 63, is she? She's nearly got a um, free bus pass. Mm. Yeah, she'll be looking forward to that with all the public transport. And she has to take pass. Phil on the bus with him. Has he got a licence yet, old Phil? God, God no. <laughs> I, think, I think the ship sailed on that one. Yeah, no In fact, shit. he's more likely to sail a ship solo than <laughs> drive a car. <laughs> Oh, happy birthday, Carol! You're a, you're an amazing lady. Yeah, happy birthday, Mum. Talked to her this morning. Um, I don't think she'll be staying up late watching the first game of um, of the NRL. I thought you went. I thought you were about to say oh, I don't think she'll stay up late listening to this podcast. But no one would. <laughs> oh, sure, no, no. Not many people get through to the whatever minute mark we're at. So where are we at? Uh, bench. Let's just roll through the bench quickly. We seem to can be. I, can I just can I just talk about Josh Curran? Finish off the Josh Curran thing. Oh, are you still on Josh? Um, I'm a big fan, as pretty much every Warriors supporter is. Yeah. Uh, great that he re-signed recently. Yes. Real awesome. Odds about him. He's got the most. He's a, just a nice 
nice kid. Still only 22. Jeez, I think he's uh, getting a bit too many wraps put on him, though, for a guy that's played 20 NRL games. Is that all he's played? Yeah. People are thinking about him like a, a 70 game. I would have put him at 40 or 50 odd. He, before last season, he'd only played six games. Um, played for he them. He came out of the Roosters, though, didn't he? So he came out of a. Did he come out of the Roosters? He only played one game for them, though. Yeah, but he came out of that system. Yeah, and then he he, he was underwhelming for us for a couple of years. He was. uh, wasn't in the squad until round six last year. Played his first game. Only played fourteen in the end. Um, and I'd say six or seven were really really good. I to just, me, to me though, he looks like the type of bloke that hasn't got that switch off mode in him. Yeah, you know what I mean. He just looks like he's got the ticker, go hard constantly. And that's all he knows. Absolutely, great attitude. I'm, I'm just more amazed that the and kind of from around the NRL, not just Warriors fans, like you know, but people, it's almost like a given. Yep, Josh Curran, bona fide star. Yeah, uh, and Dunk, he's obviously going to make it. I'm like, well. You know, this time last year, he wasn't even in your 22, just about. Yeah, yeah. But so, that, that makes that re-signing that much better, isn't it? Like him re-signing, was it four years? Did he go the four or three? Not sure. Definitely a good chunk, though. Yeah. Great that he recommitted, like, a, an up-and-comer like that in Aussie. Um, and, you know, obviously on board for the uh, – I did hear him uh, – on one podcast, uh, an NRL podcast, incorrectly say as a guy that hasn't lived in New Zealand, he did. That was, it was 2019 when he made the mid-season switch. So he has done. Yeah. Don't know how much stuff he's got there. If he's you know got a. Know, he's got a locker anywhere. Yeah. Bench. Yeah. No. Whether you know, did all those sort of guys have to pack up their flats? Do they are they paying rent over there? Yeah. Yeah. Subletting. What are Orange. They yeah. No. 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 Yeah, be out of it. Yeah, what are they up to? Anyway, uh, so better get through this lineup. Yeah, this is taking about forty minutes. Uh, Jazz Tavanga, number fourteen, um, remains to be seen whether that's how it will stay. Uh, just a quick question: If Cody is pushed back to a fourteen role and Chanel or Bash Taylor is your number six, is Jazz on your bench? If he continues to give away the silly penalties that he's giving and other players are playing as good as they are around him, maybe not. He needs he needs a little bit of a he needs a little bit of a change in the way he's going about it because he was he's given up some stupid shit and I love that part of his game, but far out, yeah. I kind of look at him like a, a, obviously he's probably not quite the same quality, but I look at him as our Victor Radley, and you take the yeah, you take enough. the bad with the good, and I think you get a, a definite net positive about that from the attitude that he brings, the fire, and um, and he's got a bit of I think he's got a bit more spark than some of our other Fords, yeah. and um, outstanding work rate, just just to, just a little bit of X factor as well, and and you know there's the dummy half cover and all that, but I think he's a, should be in there as a he'd be there, he'd be a fifteen, and then two props after him. I hope I so. Um, yeah, at, at full strength, the squeeze will be put on, particularly if Cody is pushed back to a 14 role. Um, I personally probably would have had a, a Tavanga, Curran, Aitken starting back row with Katoa coming off the bench and then and then Filler. Yeah. 
yeah, well, that's how I would have rolled it. But uh, yeah, interesting to see how many minutes he plays at dummy half. Um, ben Murdoch Masilla comes back into the, the side. He started with Hassan Raw, scored six tries in I think in his first nine games and then uh, went off the boil. So, yeah, it certainly wouldn't be there, I don't think. And if he'd be the one dropping out, obviously, if Lodge, Lodgy was there, Afar is definitely ahead of uh, BMM. Yeah, I do like BMM for a punch. If he can yeah. get that form back the early season last year. I'd happily have him there. That's when he was playing on an edge, and, yeah. and he's obviously a prop here. I don't know if he's that well suited, but maybe that's his only option is to be part of a, a prop rotation. We've probably got yeah. two rows for him to be a, an edge guy anymore. Yeah, we've got a, that's what, yeah, we've got a glutton of back rowers and halves at the moment, don't we? Um, and plenty of quality props. Is it? You know, He wouldn't be in the 17 mm. without Lodge being suspended. But uh, Aaron Pena, as we talked about, Really excited about him, David. He's a given, yeah. Warrior number 266 when he takes the field. The only only new Warrior this weekend. Probably a rarity for a round one. I should have yeah, gone the stats and seen how many newcomers we've, we've had, um, you know, year by year, but only yeah. only one new Warrior. Out of it, yeah. If you're doing your job right, you probably would have found out yeah, that stat. I but mean, um, so who's the last one? Bailey Serenin, who... Uh, see, now I'd, I'd rather push out Serenin BMM. Really? Okay. After like, yeah, I would. I yeah, well, from what we saw last year, it was a bit of a brownie petty. It was in the side for I think he played 19 games, which was fairly high for our team last year. You know, that's up there in the top. Only four or five guys played that many games. Um, shifted around a lot of lot of starts in second row, and then he finished the year um, five was games. Murdoch Masilla can cover prop in second row. You've got Aiken that can cover second row and out in the centres. Is there room for someone like Serenin if there's that sort of cover? It's probably back. He's, he obviously covers second row and lock, and he can slot into um, the halves as well and and centre if needed, but obviously it's a bit redundant with Aiken there. Um, I yeah. don't, wouldn't have him in my 17, particularly when we're at full strength, I think. No. I just didn't see much from him last year. You know, wasn't... No. He racked up a bunch of tackles, but plenty of missed tackles too. And for a guy that, you know, he is a bit like his brother, Curtis, with some ball playing, good hole running, we just didn't see any of it. No, nah, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, hopefully he proves us wrong. But yeah, if, if yeah. it's full strength with Lodge, I'll be he'd be the one shuffling out for me. Um, so yeah, not quite sure how that rotation will work. Who will come on for? I would definitely like to see um, at at some point Jazz go on for uh, into lock and Curran move out to an edge to spell Katoa. Uh, yeah. I think that'd be a a, a nice little change, kind of like how we saw with uh, Tohu at times when he would start. So there's still Tohu to, Tohu to come back and yeah. um, Walsh. So there's someone and, like CHT and, and Nikarima and one of those second rowers that we like, seem to like all of them. So Ben Murdoch's going to go and then maybe CHT or Nikarima's going to fall right out of that 17 as well. When, when Walsh comes back, there's... Well, there's potentially room for them, but only if they are willing to play yeah. one of them as a 14. So. And they haven't really done that with Chanel much. It seems to be, you know, CHT's in the halves or bust. 
Um, yeah. 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 There's our seventeen for game day. Um, I don't. Yeah, we've probably don't need to talk about the dragons. Yeah. No, maggots. We're not giving them any time. And are we going to go through the games? Are you going to watch or are you not going to watch this season? Uh, you didn't want to talk about the dragons. Oh, Do we need to? Well, what do you want to say about them? Just wanted to pinpoint a couple of guys. You did touch on it, but Tyrell Sloan at fullback and Talatau Amone at 5'8", two to watch. Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah, Real young guns. Uh, I don't mind that for this matchup because, you know, we potentially take a bit of advantage of their experience, but they are game breakers for sure and much better than what they've been, you know, trying to persevere with Dufty and Corey Norman. I think they'll be much better off, a lot of more of a fresher approach. New faces? Uh, Who's the new faces at the Dragons? you got Yeah, Suli is the only new back. Um, we've got yeah. mate Cody Ramsey, the, the dish pig from Nova. He's changed his look a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah. You've seen him in the warm-up games? He's had a bit of a haircut. I think he's running a mullet. Doesn't, yeah. Put on a bit of size by the look yeah. of it. Do you think maybe he's uh, moved his way up to apprentice chef? Yeah, either that or um, concierge. <laughs> he might have shifted out of the kitchen altogether and gone to front of the house. Concierge. But, but yeah, we like your your the way you interact with customers, but you got yeah. something about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you want to shift out front of house, mate, you're gonna to have to sort out that haircut. Uh, yeah. So I, I I still like Cody Ramsey in the Fords. New signings. Who's who's yeah, rolling? Yeah, so they got Jaden Sewer in the second row. Oh, that's right. Aaron Woods. Um, I'm not, I'm not worried about these signings for this week. Yeah, Aaron Woods, Francis Molo, um, Queensland Origin forward now. Jack Kuzetsky from the um, from Seagulls. Um, yeah, good looking bench with Josh Kerr on there too. Some some. I yeah. like Josh Kerr. I yeah. like him as a no nonsense forward firepower. But man, I'm not that into Aaron Woods and Blake Laurie as a as a. Who's prop. he hooker? Uh, Andrew McCulloch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. the old. Uh, the old hook combination, Ben Hunt, Andrew McCulloch and Hook. Going Do you reckon McCulloch's getting needled for the first game of the year? I reckon he'll be getting a needle for the first game. <laughs> That's how old and decrepit that guy is. How to get it by tape. Um, and Moses Imbai, another buy. Oh, uh, yeah. he's, he's in the 14 role, so we'll see if this kickstarts his career. Oh, I hope it does. He, he's one of those guys that had the weight of his world on. He's an Ash Taylor or a... Just weight of the world on his shoulder, expectation. Yeah. Hopefully, you can actually just free up a little bit. Of a giant contract at the Tigers. It's like the worst thing that could have happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's um, a- but yeah, interesting, they've um, left out uh, Tarek Sims and no George Burgess, another purchase. Not in uh, the 17. No, and I think Tarek Sims is playing reserve grade, so really interesting. Out of, yeah. out of it. We've got old Daniel Alvaro and Poasa Farmasuli. Um, our old loan players, they're still in the Dragons ranks, but in the reserves this week. Yeah. See so yeah, a bit of depth there, but no, I don't rate the Dragons particularly highly despite their charity shield heroics. I thought yeah. South down. South were pretty average, to be honest, yeah. in that game. I really I like our chances despite the fact that we're running with, you know, three or four guys that, that aren't there and particularly in some pretty key roles, but. Um, it, no. It's a good matchup first up. Yeah, it is. Because we're probably going to be roundabouts, these guys, on the table in yeah. the season. If you're looking on paper, like, I know we all want to win the Premiership, but on paper, da-da-da. Um, yeah, they're probably two teams that are trying to prove that they're top eight calibre yeah. uh, and not 
which but they both could be bottom four material. So you know, I think there's a big swing in both. Who's this the home game? It's up and it's up on the Sunshine Coast, Coast, Coast and it's ours. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't don't know that our record's that good there. I think we have might've... they got crowds in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, oh. don't know what the what the actual deal is, but I'm sure there is some form of crowd. So. Looking forward to this one. Um, if anyone makes it to a game this year, check out, take a This Warrior's Life banner. Do it piss poor too. As <laughs> terrible as you can. We want something up there with the GST Great St. George team. That sort of calibre. Real piss poor. Give, give yeah. us a little highlight. Get us on the get us on the TV get, screen. Get This Warrior's Life on the TV screens. We'll send... We'll, we don't have any merch, but we will... We don't make merch. We'll make, some, we'll make some one-off merch. I'll make you a fax machine cover. Get you a one-off fax machine cover. What else, Brad? What else could we make? I'm just looking around. the. Oh, there's a, I've got a Nerf gun here. You probably oh, yeah. have. Yeah, we can yeah, I'll chuck a, a Nerf gun in. And get a this Warriors Nerf gun and uh, maybe an ill-fitting polo. You know, no yeah. one wants, no one yeah, wants a polo. I'm due to have a... Um, I'm due to have a uh, a wardrobe clean out so hey, hey, mate, mate, <laughs> float it use them like clothing bin <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> chuck all that shit like our old whinging t-shirts and stuff like that yeah so um, and you've got in seven single socks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so now get a this warrior's life to a game and we will make sure jokes aside we'll make sure you get something we'll, yeah. we'll, oh, get yeah. something. we'll make it we'll make it worth your while yeah, and, and also a bunch of stuff we're just trying to clear out of the house. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's rip through this round, Brad. We've, we talked about it off air, and we realised that um, that our round preview was probably the fattiest part of the um, of the show. Yeah. By what we've produced so far, that may not quite be accurate, but we are going to take a different approach and just really say if we can... If we're interested or not. Yeah, and there's uh, and you know swipe right, swipe left. Yeah, more of a, a fans look at it. There's a thousand NRL um, podcasts that you can go to if you want, you know, genuine preview. So this is more an emotional look at the round. And yeah, um, yeah so first up, Panthers are manly. Uh, no Nathan Cleary. It's I don't know. I don't mind as a season opener, but. I just don't like Penrith, and I really, really hope that they have the worst premiership hangover of all time. Is that is that wrong of me? Um, exactly the same. Tick the box. Like Manly. Hopefully Manly win. Who's Friday? <laughs> <laughs> the early game. Uh, I like this matchup. Canberra and Cronulla. Ricky is kicking off, and he's getting slagged off. <laughs> he's by, mad. As misses for the second time in the space of about three first-grade games. It's all happening. It's yeah, Rick, I, I don't have high hopes for the Raiders, and I think it's going to be a bit of a dramatic year for yeah. for, for our mate Tallies. So, you know, I've heard much noise about, from him over the summer about his Raiders, so we'll get him on the podcast at some point. I'll watch this one though. I'll yeah, that. no, it's, it's a, this is a good uh, Friday night. I, 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 uh, just quick touch on Cronella. I reckon. <laughs> This is going to come back at me in no time. I reckon that dude, what's the old mate, pretty Biscuit. boy that's... Oh, uh, Hines. Nico Hines. I don't reckon he's as good as everyone thinks he is. Yeah, he's playing... I reckon he's going to suffer Melbourne yes. syndrome. Someone said he's going to get Daily and Player of the Year. 
That's ludicrous. Yeah, there's so I didn't even open the thing. Some NRL great reckons he's going to get Daily M Player of the Year, but I um I think I don't think he's as good as people think. Um, and I'll second game. Fitzgibbon, sorry, Fitzgibbon has been ruled out of the trip to Melbourne up uh, to Canberra by COVID. Has he? And I, so you know who's stepping in? Josh Hannay. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that guy loves a caretaker oh, role. Oh, Sally's no more gets Hannay. Gee, where's the gap filler? Is that right? So he's at Sharks far out. Poor Joshy. Is he ever going to get his own gig? I don't know. I think if I'm going to start campaigning, if um, if Brownie can't cut the mustard, Hannay's one guy I'd be looking at. He's Maybe done. the second New Zealand team that they're yapping about all of a sudden. Yeah. Josh Hannay could be unveiled as... <laughs> It was John Money first time round. This time we got Josh Hannay. Yeah, the two-game origin player and uh, greatest caretaker coach of all time. Um, second game on Friday, Broncos, Rabbitohs, the whole Reynolds thing. I kind of want to yeah, check it out um, and see uh, how, how bad the Broncos might still be without Reynolds there. Yeah, old um, Walters is under a bit of pressure this year. He's got a couple of signings. Da, da, da. Uh, yeah, I'm not interested in this one. Couldn't be less, to be honest. I'm predicting a little bit of a slide for the Rabbitohs this year too. Yeah, but Bennett and Reynolds going, that's huge. I think this could be an interesting game though. I'm, I'm, I could actually foresee a bit of an upset. I think these teams will be a bit all over the shop uh, first up. Uh, Saturday, so this will be our entree to the... Uh, to the big game. Yeah, this is it's good actually because usually they just curtain raiser. They just half us in at, at uh, five o'clock every Saturday usually. So it's yeah. nice to have a game to watch to warm into the Warriors on Saturday. And it's uh, Roosters Knights. I'm off the Knights big time, and I I think they could be Spooners. Yeah. Um, Roosters, uh, they're my premiers this year. Uh, they obviously had that terrific injury toll uh, last year. And came through with their heads held high. They got Luke Carey's back playing with Sam Walker for the first time this week. Um, I'm just padding a bit because Brad has left the room. Um, but yeah, the Roosters, Lindsay Collins, he was sort of getting up to James Fisher Harris levels uh, before he got injured early last season. Just so much to like about the the Roosters lineup. Looking over at the Knights. Jeez, Mitchell Pearce wasn't everyone's favourite, but I, I think they'd be a lot better off if he was still there. Adam Clune and Jack Clifford will be staring them around. Welcome back, Brad. Yeah, sorry, those um layback lagers, as good as they taste, geez, they go through you. My back <laughs> teeth were floating then, or I had to just nip out to use the facilities. Um, yeah, the nights are going to be terrible. But, yeah, Kurt Mann at, at lock just about says it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, Brad, I, I, we should probably do this off air, but you know that there was a, a little bit unprofessional leaving me posted like that. If you if we want to take this podcast to the next level, you're gonna have you're gonna have to get a bucket, mate. <laughs> the bucket in the corner of the room. You know, we done that one one year. The lad's done that at Swampy's house. He called it the lock-in. He got this out the back. He's got this skyline cottage, which is the double garage with the the cottage at the back, and in the cottage is a pool room. An actual, the old school, you know, the poker machine where you click the cards to keep. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got the old school. So he'd done the lock-in, and you had to turn up there in the morning, 
and you had to have a packed lunch and a 24 pack. And everyone got locked in there until they were finished the 24 pack. <laughs> yeah, they were savage. I could have walked out of there. And there was a bucket in the corner of the room to piss in. Oh man! And you had you got given one free pass to have a dump. <laughs> <laughs> and they just sat there. And apparently, there's people that pack lunch with like fruit roll ups and your classic little snacks and all that. And they sat in there and they just got rinsed. Mullet was the first person out. So ten o'clock they went in. Mullet, I think he got out at about five. Absolutely legless. Five hours. No, five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, oh when so did they start? Ten in the morning. Ten in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So five o'clock in the afternoon, he finished his 24-pack, and then they dripped and drabbed. But I don't think the last sort of six guys finished. They were too – they were full. They were full. But, yeah, and uh, there was a couple of guys that couldn't couldn't pee in front of people because um, of stage fright <laughs> in the bucket. So they were busted, and they couldn't do anything, and they wasted, wasted their poo pass on a piss. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but the old lock-in. Apparently it was just it only happened once, and apparently it never they never entertained the thought again. It was just an absolute mess. Yeah, you, you get to the point where no one's having a good time anymore. No, exactly, exactly. But anywho, uh, second game's us. We've gone over that. Yeah, uh, quite uh, succinctly, as I recall. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, one of the best sort of breakdowns you'd yeah. ever come across. Uh, last game on Saturday, to, you know, depending on how high our spirits are, Tigers Storm. Uh, geez, the Tigers, they've the become the laughing stock of the NRL. Um, and I do feel a bit bad for them, feel bad for Madge. But, geez, I look at their lineup and it's quite easily the worst in the NRL. Yeah. Um, you know how much I've got, much time I've got for Big Ken, but the fact that he's in their five man captaincy group is. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. What, what? That's just a piss take. What's going on? Imagine Ken Mamala going up to the referee and questioning a decision. Can you? Can you envisage yeah. that? Yeah. That will contest that. We'll contest that. Thanks, bro. That will contest that. What a what a joke. That is just it's it's nonsensical. It's out of it. Madge Madge is off the rails. Mm. And they, it seemed like they signed. A few players, but then you look at them put in the team, and they still look terrible. Jackson, yeah, I know. all that hype about Justin Hickson. The, the, they, the, their recruits seem worse for being in the Tigers lineup. Yeah, played yet? Oliver Gildart, uh, <laughs> Tyrone Peachy in the fourteen. Yeah, in fourteen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Interesting. You couldn't get into a starting role. Yeah. Uh, the Storm missing a couple. Cameron Munster and Harry Grant both out, but geez, they still look uh, awesome. Um, yeah, are you a Nick Meany fan? It's, yeah, I, Nick, I am. He's in the number six for the Storm, so interesting call there. And his uh, Storm debut, um, handling the goal kicking potentially too. Storm will win this by landslide, I would think. I've uh, got no interest in watching it, I don't think. I'm not going to stay up late on a Saturday yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, running over it with a fine-tooth comb. Um, kicking off the Sunday. So we're in that annoying part of the season where we've got Sunday doesn't start till 6 o'clock, New Zealand. Uh. And we've got a night game. So the first, uh, this is, for me, this is match of the round, and maybe because I, I really like the uh, Titans, but Parramatta Titans out at, um, out at 
Uh, what's Combank Stadium now? Yeah. Uh, nice job. Uh, I still don't like the Titans. Nah. Got no time for this. And I'm off the eels a little bit these days as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so I haven't got much interest in this one. Do you, so who's going to be your second team? I know you love having a bit of a yeah, second I, I reckon you'll have, to, you'll have to go around a two-in, so let's just troll through. Okay. You're, waiting for someone, you're waiting for them to find you rather than the other way. Yeah, around. exactly. Probably, maybe the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. Initially, that's what's coming at me. But give me two or three rounds. You don't. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Um. Yeah, I'm, this is probably the other game this week that I'm most looking forward to. Uh, I really hope the Titans can build on what they did. I just like a lot of their players, good young, um, good young roster. Like the way their rosters put together, like you know how they made it to the finals last year. Justin Holbrook's one of my favourite coach in the game these days. And yeah, I think it's a great matchup for them first up. I, I, I can't like the Titans till the Warriors are on a premiership. I'm not going to support the Titans. How annoying it would be if yeah, the Titans got exactly, one. Exactly. So that's why I will not support them until we've won one. No, no, fair enough. Um, no, I'll be I'll be running two hours of Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. Two hours from 6 o'clock. But will you be switching back over for the uh, round-closing blockbuster between North Queensland Cowboys and Canterbury Bulldogs? I'd be interested in seeing and watch teams shitter, to be honest. I was thinking about this on when I was driving home just after I was talking to you and, and getting into, um, you know, podcast mode and yeah, thinking yeah, about, yeah. about the other clubs, um, you know, how you know, much time we spend preparing and me yeah. preparing for this. Um, and I, these, to me, these are the two worst teams in the comp with the Tigers thrown in there as yeah. a potential, like, and quite obviously, and, and they're, they're so bad that they almost make me feel annoyed. What happened to the salad dwellers that you can, like, really... Get behind, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't... If I'm watching one of these teams play the Storm, like, normally, like, say you're back in the mid-90s and you're watching the Seagulls play Manly, like, it'd be a high, a season highlight if the Seagulls knocked off Manly. Yeah, yeah. But the Bulldogs are the... I almost I wouldn't... I'd feel totally, uh, you know... Yeah, you don't want them to win anything. If, um, if... They, if they beat the Storm, which would be the biggest upset of the season. But I wouldn't feel any, like, underdog backing joy. What, 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 can we get a likeable shithouse team? Like, yeah, I know. That's that's And that's usually what I hang out for, for my second team. Hmm. I don't I don't mind. I'm going Cowboys. I like Fado. I like Griffin Neen. I like that. Uh, is it Nanai, the second rower? Is it not Nanai? Uh, What's that second uh, round? Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nanai, and there's also uh, Halem Lukey, the guy that ran down Reese Walsh. Yeah, yeah. See, I like him. Yeah. Um, I like Todd Payton. So mm. that's what I think I'm going Cowboys, and Cowboys to win that. Jeez, speaking of signings looking shit once you put them in a jersey, how bad does the Fox and Burton look in amongst that lineup? Yeah, I think Burton, can because he'll get his hands on the ball a lot, will, um, will still... His, he'll he'll feature. He'll so, he's so classy that he he you know he will still look pretty decent. Ado Carr could have a pretty miserable season. Now you saw what happened. Oh, I know. What happened yeah. in that track. He was a test winger. <laughs> Ado Carr and how's that second row? How many games are those two going to miss this season? Hedrington uh, and Tavita Pangai Junior. 
far out. Two firecrackers in your starting lineup. You could be down to 15 men real quick in that game, 11 on the park. Um, yeah, I mean, Chuck Kane Evans in at lock, and you've probably got the worst back row of all time. Yeah. I'll watch that game, though. I reckon I'll watch that. That'll be okay. my... Well, you can uh, you can be my uh, line into the Cowboys because there's, there's not much. I'll see how it goes. I, I don't know. That's just the feeling I've got at the moment. I've never been able to support the Cowboys, though. So I don't know. I, actually, I would tune in just to see how Peter Hecker is going. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, so that's that round. Round one, 2022. Brad, have we got time for this other non-rugby league related segment that we're talking about or we're we going to wrap it up oh you're quite interested in bands that i don't like aren't you yeah well i just to give you are we going to do this yeah well, we might as well um, but, just to give you a bit of you got you got time you're not rushing off to do nah anything? nah just there could be kids running through this door any minute that <laughs> might be the only thing that um so brad <laughs> and not in a negative way the way he does it is is yeah, it's quite endearing, but he, to put it as as negatively as you could, he's a bit of a contrarian. If something gets a bit too popular, or or you know, I don't, it's and it's genuine. Like I, it's not that he, you know, it's I'm not, not trying to be cool. No, I'm it's just, just an anti-hero. I'm an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. And I, I jokingly said to him the other day, I reckon if the Warriors won the comp, you'd stop supporting them. Uh, <laughs> too popular. But there has been some, like, almost... Actually, we were just talking about what team at the bottom do we support to come through to win. We're actually... Is it the Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. We don't need... We don't, <laughs> we don't need one of those shit-ass teams to support. We've already got one. We should probably pick a good team to support. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, now, yeah, so, Brad, and just out of the clear blue sky and... A, always surprises you because they're just so universally popular um, bands that just everyone loves, uh, you know, critically acclaimed. And Brad just fucking hates them. Yeah. So so we thought we'd run through, and I have a a couple too. So, so, yeah, so I'd uh, I'd, I'd go through mine as well. But, uh, Brad, why don't you just kick us off? We'll go one for one here. Okay. First up, and not all of these, I don't – some of them I just dislike the music. Mm. And some of them it's not I just don't the music does nothing for. But first, I despise nearly everything about this band. Pink Floyd. <laughs> they could eat a bowl of dick, man. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, it's just some old tripper on acid. La, la. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't like Pink Floyd, man. I don't like Pink Floyd. Man, are you kidding? Did that one hurt? Yeah, it did. I don't like them. If a song come on the radio, I'm changing the channel straight away. I know, and I can kind of see how this would like bug someone of your um, disposition. So, wish you were here. You nah. would you would you boo at a funeral if this was played? Uh, I wouldn't be into it. I'll be I'll be sitting there quietly looking at my feet, going, "Fucking <laughs> Pink Floyd." God. Oh. I, I think the original hate started with this because at Grey High. In about third, fourth form, it was like cool. There was this, yeah, when the Crips and the Bloods and all that were quite cool and everyone got all gangster. And then all the white people, the skinheads sort of come out at our school as well. So there was this quite quite a big group of skinheads, like kids my age, shaving their head, racist, as well as the Crips and that. And all these skinheads were wearing Pink Floyd T-shirts. 
but I, I, the reading, the obviously, point. as you grow old, they're not really understanding the music, what they're saying. They, yeah. they were so dumb, they probably thought that they were white supremacists <laughs> as well. But, you know, I'm not a Pink Floyd. No, nah, not at all. Oh, man, I like I, I can kind of understand there's a bit of pomposity and and all yeah. them, but, you know, shine on your crazy diamond, learning to fly. Classics. Yeah. Oh, puts Just me to sleep, man. Oh, Just man, okay. two. Yeah. Who's your first? This one might wind you up a bit. Yeah. Fat Freddy's drop. Oh, no, nah, I'm with you. Oh, yeah. I'm with you, yeah. No, nah, no, nah, just... Nah, and it's not against them personally. They seem like pretty rad dudes, but when they all get together and try and make a song, it's just they're a bit of drunk on themselves. It's probably the most... Yeah, uh, like, and I'm... Uh, you know, Black Seeds, love them. Oh, um, I hate Black Seeds. Oh, do you? Yeah. Cannot stand them. Really? Worse, well, like, worse more so than... There's probably two or three Factory's drop songs that I still like, but Black Seeds, I can't listen to anything. Wow, I'm, I'm a Black Seeds fan, and, you know, and that's that sort of genre. I was never particularly into it. It, it actually... I, I became a bit of an anti-hero because it was... Like, it's phenomenal, especially in Queenstown. It was even more... Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. Everyone. Love it. fed it. All you had to do was sound slightly rootsy reggae and you're a superstar. For little Bushman, fucking... Yeah, Trinity Roots. Oh, great. <laughs> but Fat Freddy's been like the, you know, it was number one at, at the music store for like years and probably kept me in a job, to be honest, as well as um, Ben's old propresine. Um <laughs> But, oh, I just hate... I hated the album. I thought it was so boring. They've done one song that I like, which is, and it only came out a few years ago, that Trickle Down song. Other than that, and again, good bunch of fellas. And yeah, it's just not. I think the problem with Fat Fruit is in New Zealand, we got force fed it everywhere you went, every cafe, every shop, every bar, every radio station is just throwing Fat Fruities. At you. Yeah, and it was just—it's just too much. It just overheard for also, me. They—they they, uh, consistently stunk live as well. Oh, did they? What? It was like a jam session. <laughs> like they were just there, just jamming away, like they're tuning their guitar for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you got next? <laughs> next on my one is another big spinner, Led Zeppelin. Oh, I think we have talked about this because I because uh, I named one of the podcasts when. Kane Evans was kicking off last year, Stairway to Evans. Oh. Uh, so we did discuss this, but yeah, I, again, this is a band that I don't really listen to anymore. Was had a massive phase of it as a teenager. Yeah, oh, did you? Yeah, I, I tried to have a phase because I knew it was a popular and a, they they obviously set a few standards of music and actually are the creators of some styles. But yeah, just the sound, not for me. And, yeah, yeah but, nothing more to say about Led Zepp, to be honest with me. It's, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, this one, maybe a little bit, it's not like a massive band or anything, but just one that annoyed me that they were so popular. John Butler Trio. Oh, yeah. That. Nah. Have a shower and put on some shoes, man. I was um, the first Falls Festival I went to, so I would have been 23 or so. And this was uh, Ruth, my wife Ruth, we went together then we just went to Aussie as mates with a big group of people this festival and we got right out the front for John Butler trio and I'd obviously had a few and he was sitting on a chair playing his guitar yeah 
And I've seen this. Yeah, I started yelling out and said, we probably told you. Did he have like a bongo around him as well? I don't know. All I remember is I'm sitting on this chair and me being furious and shouting out, stand up, you lazy. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Um, <laughs> lazy Carmichael Hunt. <laughs> obviously did the trick for Ruth, though, you know, standing up for what I believe in. Yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, in yeah, that's the song that made him both it's in my head now. I just can't stand it and everything subsequently. I just thought he was I seen him at a Kaikoura Roots Festival and he was sitting like on a mat in the middle of the stage with bongos and a guitar and it's like Yeah, yeah it was out of it. It was like some yeah. tribal tribal session. Yeah. We're we're in a whole lot of that what's it? Is it linen? <laughs> linen that you see yaks and yetis? Yeah, you know, yaks and yetis are quite <laughs> big on selling all that linen-y stuff, aztec looking shit. Um, next one for me, Eagles. Hate them. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm off the Eagles. Like, there's not one Eagles song that I, no. I like. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Fucking hell, Hotel California. Hotel California. Oh, yeah. It makes me want to punch people. That song. Yeah. Um, who's next on yours? So this is the big one for me. Yeah. Um, Ben Harper. Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not far off. There's one or two songs. He done I, one. Let me preface this by saying that for the that is it fight for your mind that kind of first big one. I, was, I you know, could dig that a bit. Yeah. Then steal my kisses come out, and I just had a eternal grudge for the rest of my life. I fucking hate that song <laughs> so much. It, it's honestly like a. Like, it's so funny. If, I, if it was played enough, I reckon I'd develop a brain aneurysm. I fucking hate I, I did the ex-girlfriend, and that song was our song. Still like it. So I... Oh, no. <laughs> did you I like it? it now. No, not really. It was a, it was a, a forbidden yeah. love. It was a forbidden love, so oh. we were having to steal kisses all the time. Oh, I see. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to hearing about more about this off here. No, uh, no. <laughs> Um, can I just I do have a, a bit more to go on, on Steal My Kisses um, I so we're our wedding band we got married in 2012 and we got a really good wedding band if anyone needs a wedding band in Canterbury if, if Control Alt Rock is still operating get them they're sensational did you have a you band were, at your wedding I yeah. can't remember a band at all oh, but, that, but you were wasted remember you tried to fight Ruth's dad in the ceremony <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> Uh, no, no, they, they, they're, they're very good and um, have actually seen them just at a pub since, still good. Um, but I noticed their set list um, and it had Steal My Kisses in it. And I said, look, I love your set list. These are the ones that we definitely want played. Fill out the rest with whatever you want. Just if you don't mind, I've got a bit of a vendetta against um, Steal My Kisses. Can you not play that? And like, yes, yeah, sweet as. Um, anyway, word got out. Probably like half a dozen guests at our wedding trying to pay them to play it <laughs> offering them cash to and they and to control alt rock's credit they didn't Did they? um but yeah and then so anyway that was a, that was a good anecdote and then uh, a couple of years later at a, a good old friend of mine's wedding uh, she was the bride and during the the wedding band uh, thing that i was outside and Someone came out to fetch me and said, oh, you're needed for a dance with the bride. And I was like, dance with the bride? How good's that? How special am I? <laughs> I come in for a dance with the bride, and um, then I hear that, a ding, a ding, a ding. 
So I had to dance to steal my kisses. In front of oh. everyone. Was it a solo dance or in amongst the crowd? No, no, it was amongst the crowd, but everyone was in on the joke. And I went, yeah. old head went bright red and I was serious. Yeah, they had their fun. What maggots. Yeah, so I passed the yeah, shit, man. Yeah, so I, I stormed off and pushed the bride over and left the wedding. So. Oh, I smacked her. <laughs> coward, uh, coward punched her. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, and also diamonds on the inside. That was probably even more insipid. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, it did do, that album with the innocent criminals. There was one song or that. I can't think of the song now, but um, I did like that. Um, who else is on my list here? Oh, last two. Let's fire through this. Yeah, two, two reasonably sized ones. People know my dislike for Foo Fighters and Tracy at the moment. Foo Fighters are touring the country and. She said to me in the truck this morning, I'm so gutted they're not coming to the South Island. And I said, I'm fucking not, because it would mean I'd have to go. No. If, if Foo Fighters came out in 2005, and that's when their career started, they would be probably one of my most hated bands of all time. Oh, mate, Everything, yeah. like the first few albums loved since then. Absolutely. I've been putting out the same song for 15 years now, though. Yeah, it's... Diabolical, and I'm honestly thinking about going to the concert because I love the um, opening act so much. Amel and the Sniffers are opening for the Western Spring. Oh, are they? Because that's what happened to us last time. Rise Against opened. Oh, and yeah. we went for Rise Against. Yeah. Um, so I'm honestly thinking about going just for that because we're potentially going to be... And then that. leave. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Just leave. Yeah, no, I'm not, not here for these. Yeah, I just might but, shoot away, mate. I might fucking I've, shoot off. I've still got a soft spot for, uh, you know, the colour and the shape songs and, and the early stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the big mic drop. This is quite a big mic drop. Do I know this one or not? I don't know. It's creepy. It just creeps me out. It's a bit too creepy and it always has creeped me out. David Bowie. Ah. Oh. I can't stand. I don't mind. There's one song. What is it? Uh, dun, dun. Dun, dun. I can't think of what the song name is now, but yeah, I don't like David Bowie, man. I just the sound yeah, of his voice. The song that Brad was humming there. Sorry.com. Something the chapel? Is there something? Something about a chapel? Uh, uh, something about modern love. Modern love. That, yeah, yeah I, I like that song, but nothing else. Love the labyrinth. Love the labyrinth. labyrinth and love. Oh, maybe I don't mind uh, David Bowie. Can I sing I don't it? Like, because David, because Bowie is honestly one of my all-time favourites. Probably, probably my favourite solo artist of all time. Is that? He just creeps me out. He's a little slimy. A little. Well, bit he's dead. He, he yeah. was, he's dead now, obviously. So he is dead. He's not creepy anymore. Um, yeah. No, I get. I get the whole creepy thing. And Labyrinth scared the shit out of me. Labyrinth was awesome. That Jump Magic song's awesome. Yeah. Well, that was mm. David Bowie. I yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Maybe I don't dislike him. So what don't you? What is this? I don't like that whole Ziggy Stardust thing. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. And that old Spaceman or Moon Man or whatever that one is about being an astronaut. Is that the I'm Ziggy Stardust you, album? I'm gonna send you a few songs and just yeah, see how send, you go. You, send you my Bowie, the Bowie that I like, and see what. Yeah, see how you go. Right out, homie. That'd be sweet. Uh, How'd we go? We we're trying to keep this at thirty-five to forty minutes. What did we end up with? Well, the recording says almost two hours, but we didn't <laughs> actually start recording for a wee while. Anyway, at least this is during the day, so you know. Yeah, not having to you 
45 minutes from now is four o'clock, isn't it? We're oh, right. no, it's 20 past four. Where's Weird. my family? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll let you go and sort that out. I'll go yeah. and uh, pro- process this. And um, yeah, I don't know when we'll see you next. I don't know if we're doing this every week. Yeah, uh, we'll see how we go. I, I, I just don't, I can't commit every week, I don't yeah, think, uh, anymore. I don't know. It's, it's good, you know, for some reason, some of you out there look forward to our podcast and we really appreciate that. Um, where both of us, me and Brad, are a little bit the same and, and sometimes we, like, mentally, as stupid as it sounds, can't even bear the thought of doing it. So, yeah, it's just going to be when we can, when we really feel in it and, yeah, whether that's every two or three weeks, Fonzie's going to uh, cross over with us every month or so, hopefully. Yeah, so. we're going to touch base next one. We're hopefully pre-record an interview with a young fella uh, making his way through, a young Kiwi boy making his way through the SG Bull ranks yeah. at the moment for the West Magpies. Um, but yeah, we'll just we'll hit it when we yeah. when we feel like It'll it. Be a bit more haphazard, but hopefully some decent content for you guys. And uh, yeah, not that based on what we produced in that first hour or so. Yeah, hoping that there's less of us this year. So anyway, <laughs> Enjoy Saturday. It's always an exciting time. Round one, the possibilities are endless. And um, I think that's about it from us, bro. Good afternoon, mate. Have a pleasant evening, and we'll talk to you on Saturday, no doubt. Catch you later, browsy. <laughs>